0: Hello, and welcome to the Marketing Experiments Web Clinic Audio Replay Podcast. Marketing Experiments is an internet marketing research laboratory. The web clinic you are about to hear was broadcast live to an international audience of marketing professionals. Sign up to be invited to future web clinics, as well as gain access to all of our online marketing research at marketingexperiments.com. It's good to be with you again today. The title is Category Pages at Work. We're going to be looking at particular research that shows uh, how a particular design led to a 61.2% increase in product purchases. You know, we've been doing optimization work for nearly 20 years. We've been conducting experiment after experiment, more than 15,000 of these, and it began in the earliest days, actually in e-commerce. Those first sites, I remember Y Store, Paul Graham built it, uh, it was called Viaweb. He and the partner, eventually sold it to Yahoo for $49 million, and Yahoo made one of the smartest purchases they have in their history. In those early days, the Yahoo store was one of the easiest and best ways to get into retail and to produce a fairly good e-commerce cart, comparatively speaking, how the world has changed. Now we have all of these remarkable new platforms and capabilities and more than that, customer expectations. But though the world has changed, customer psychology has not. And more than that, you can also see that the basic layout of e-commerce has not changed. And it will not change anytime soon either because people still think in essentially the same patterns. And one of those patterns calls for the narrowing down of options. And in doing so, you're going to find that standard in any e-commerce optimization project is special thought about the category page. Many of you uh, send your paid search to the category page. Often the category page is sort of a precursor to the landing page that uh, is specialized or created for those products or categories that have the highest interest in the marketplace. In either event, despite the fact that most of them have fundamentally the same design elements, They can be produced in a variety of ways, and often a tiny change can make a dramatic difference. What do you do? They're tough to test because there may be so many of these dynamically generated by the way the site itself is architected. And because the designs are typically very prescribed, most of us think of the category page as a sort of a section in a catalog. This in itself can hurt conversion and hurt it in a dramatic way because still, people don't buy from catalogs and people don't buy from web pages. People buy from people. And the category page helps someone think through their options. What are the implications of that for you and I that must go back tomorrow and see lifts in our stores and see lifts in our everyday conversion efforts? Well, that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to begin with an experiment, and I need you to help me vote. So, if you'll look at the first experiment, uh, we'll just sort of shift through that. I need control over here, gentlemen. and, uh, And I will shift past the hashtag and over to the test protocol. If you're in the studio audience, you can see what's happening. If you're listening otherwise, I am clicking the clicker and the slide's not moving. It is on, I suppose. Let's try again. Complicated technology. It might even have an off and on button. We'll see. I'm going to go back and do some more study in college and see if I can make it work. Let's see how it goes here. There we go. So, I think we can begin with the first experiment. And here it is. Um, test protocol 1665. Notice this carefully because you're going to be voting in just a moment. It is a company offering training tools for professional grade strength air conditioning, and they want to increase orders from the website. The question is, which category page will generate the highest order rate? And let's look at category page A. Now, bear in mind that the letter A or B has no bearing on which one of these is the control. We want to help you figure this out. We want you to sort of think first, And so carefully notice the page. You're seeing the top part of the page as is highlighted by that blue box. We're going to now move down and show you more of the page. There is the bottom part of the page. So now you get a sense for how the page flows. This forms category page A. Let's look at a new design, category page B. And uh, this time you're at the top of a different page. And let's look at the flow. That's the top. And here is the bottom. So you see the top, you see the bottom. Now let's view them side by side. These are the two pages as they appear to someone coming into the website. And my question for you, uh, students, class, actually marketing experts, tell me which one of these pages do you think will produce the highest click through and eventual conversion rate? We're looking really at the final and most important metric orders. So here's version A, here's version B. I'm watching you vote. If you're new to these clinics, use the Q&A feature of uh, our uh, go-to webinar. And I see B, 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 A. Someone says neither. I'm not sure how to answer a which question with neither. But B, A, A, B, B, B. B. And I'm quoting these because uh, I want you to sort of get a sense as to what the ratios are. And some of you are here over and over again. I recognize your names. Thousands watch these video uh, you know, replays and are on the live event that we do every couple of weeks. But I watch the voting patterns and learn a great deal from it. So you've sort of voted. And each one of these pages could be improved. And if you're thinking that, you're right. But which one will produce the highest? Now, let's find out the answer. So the data tells us. The customers really tell us. In fact, testing is the way to put the customer first. The designer may have an idea. The business manager may have an idea. Someone with a particular creative brainstorm who's a junior designer may have a passionate idea. But in the end, it's the customer's idea. It's the customer's preference that really matters. And you can see what the preference is. Category page A outperforms all the others, that is version B, by 19.9%. That is a significant impact because we're talking about 19.9% more orders, not step completion, not click through, but orders. So Jan, thank you for your kind words. By the way, I'm watching you speak to me across the comments. It's good to see your name up there again. Let's look now at the question that this raises. And it's sort of an obvious question. That is, what is the difference? Now I can look at those two pages and I can assume a difference. Uh, There's a flow change. There's some changes in the design. But remember, we don't optimize web pages, we're optimizing thought sequences. And the real issue is not about the color, it's not about the flow, it's about what it stimulates in the mind of the individual that's interacting with this page. So the question you as a marketer must ask is a sort of philosophical question. It's a cognitive psychology question, and it's a science question. Deep down inside, you're trying to understand the mystery of the human thinking process. Why did they choose A or B. The answer to that question can start to be understood as we start to understand together some key principles. So let's look at the first one. Similar to shopping carts and transactional pages, category pages are a critical step by which you, the marketer, are tasked to maintain cognitive momentum. Dave Fogel, it's good to see you back on this clinic as well. To maintain cognitive momentum generated by the channel or its landing page. Now, cognitive momentum is critical. If you don't know anything about that, you might do a search on marketing experiments. You can watch these clinics. They are at no charge. And I don't know of anything that's actually for sale there. It's all research, about $20 million now, at no cost for you. And there are some lectures like this on cognitive momentum. For now, however, let's get a basic understanding with this diagram. You can see a flow that actually takes place not so much on the page. There is a page orientation here. But it is the cognitive fabric of the mind that is truly being transversed. And these pages are simply guiding that set of signals that work back and forth across the the human brain. And so you see channel, category page, product page, and then the cart system. What you're looking at is a classic sort of flow, but notice the arrows being the the green and the red. They're talking about sort of the building momentum that's in the cognitive interaction here. And the overall objective of a category page is to maintain as much forward momentum as possible and move them from the channel and or the home slash directory into the actual product. And of course, to the purchase decision leading me to a second principle A meta-analysis of our experimentation has revealed no best practice template for category pages. You've heard me say before and I'll say it again. There are no expert marketers. There are only experienced marketers and expert testers. And this is because no one can say for sure that one page or one idea is better than the other. You can say it with high probability, but you come to a point where you just don't know. In the first version of a page, we try to get it into that best-performing probability zone. Once it's reached that zone, however, little changes cannot be guessed about. They must be tested with and tested about, and that happens as you focus very carefully on a proper testing sequence and a design of experiments. And so, we can't tell you by analyzing all of the e-commerce experiments across these last 15 years, that here is the ideal category page. We can tell you there are several things that almost never work. We've seen them over and over again, and they fail repeatedly. And we can tell you that we've noticed sort of two underlying patterns of visitor motivation, and those patterns can impact both the click-through and even the conversion commitment. If you're wondering about those two, then you're in the right place at just the right time because we're going to be talking about them just now as we discuss the category pages. Look at these two types. The first group is end-motivated. They are there with a teleos, as Aristotle would say, sort of a final end in mind. They are almost like hunters. They're there to get something. It's typically the way I shop. On the other hand, there is uh, process-motivated people. And uh, these are people who don't just hunt, but they are actually enjoying the process. They're browsing. They're going there for a sort of experience and they find it satisfying some way to move around and look and in a sort of cognitive way, touch and taste and feel those particular products as they uh, move through the luxury of a purchase decision. Now, you need to realize that you have two kinds of shoppers coming into many of your sites. Now, that may be different for some sites. If you sell batteries, there may not be very many of the second type. They may be mostly the first type. But if you have a site with various products that might have various levels of interest and appeal to various levels of motivation, then you may very likely have both types of shoppers. Most sites do. And with that in mind, you've got to understand how to appeal in your nav to both at the same time, which is always challenging. So, let's look at uh, an example. So today we're going to walk through these two types and we're going to look at how motivation is addressed in the top performing category page designs and our time is limited and we're going to invest every single minute trying to help you get the answers to this. So let's begin with the first, the end motivated. Let's look at the end motivated users differences. First of all, some visitors are motivated by present objectives in their mind. Their primary concern surrounds the time it takes to find a predetermined substance of interest, something they're after. And uh, to match their motivation type, you've got to give them category pages which provide the visitor with the ability to accomplish their objective with little or no distraction. The key design metric is ease, which translates into speed. Speed and often can be measured in the number of clicks. And uh, and so, think about that as you look at this particular page. This is an in-motivated page. In the control, critical pieces of information are difficult to locate. Specifically, what is the focus of the workshop? When is the location? When is the date? You have to work very hard to get that information. In the treatment that competed and beat the control, each of these pieces of information are sequenced and they flow down a sort of natural eye path, and it's easier to find them. Is this page a good page? I would say no. Is it a better page? Yes, 19.9% if you're measuring by orders. We saw that already. Can we improve it? Yes, we can. But I'll guarantee you the merchant was happy for that 19% lift. Let's keep going. So what we're trying to say, and let's just illustrate it. Move from this where the subcategories are presented in a way that's difficult to scan to this, where some exact text or the same exact text is represented for each category. Move from, and by the way, look at the difference, 16.7%. Look at the control in the next example from this, where all of the different product category links are stacked above the browsing area to this. Three easy ways to find your perfect body product. And you can see the difference between these two. And what is the impact? 19.8%. Again, we're drawing on our library of case studies and experiments. And let's look at another example. Move from this, where categories are difficult to immediately identify and the search bar is de-emphasized to this where the search bar is in the primary eye path and categories match main product types. This is the sort of uh, ease that comes from clarity. And this clarity serves the in serves the motivated user. I'm going to move on to my second type of shopper. You'll notice that this gain is again 12.8%. Let's look at the process motivated shopper. Here are some key principles for us. First of all, some visitors are motivated by the process of shopping. They do not feel concern in identifying a predetermined element, substance, or end. Rather, they are focused on uncovering, on learning, on sort of enjoying the search. And uh, that brings us to the second point. To match this visitor's motivation type, we must ensure our category pages achieve two secondary objectives. First of all, education, they got to understand, and secondly, discovery. So these two components, education and discovery, become essential to driving this experience. Now, as we think about that, let's take a look at the left. Browse categories provides only instructional level guidance, and you want to move from that sort of thinking to this. Most popular provides a social level guidance system with a common driver of human learning. What's the difference? Well, there's no difference in click-through, but there's a 10.8% increase in orders. Take a look at another example. Move from this, only the top level categories are clickable and they are somewhat hidden, providing an immediate question as to what is next in this process of flow. But look at this. The difference is the products get their own links and each category gets its own button and thus a comparison chart link is also provided. What's the impact? 23.2%. Or moving from this huge provider of electronics, one of the largest in the world, immediate discovery is limited to specs featured and top sellers. And key categories of discovery are also out of the primary path. But this is tested against this. And what you see now is the discovery is immediately aligned with what's new saving, customization, and user feedback. This is reliant upon a filtration system. And the filtering system, you might say, enables the shopper to narrow down and discover. What's the impact? A 44.4% increase in product clicks, but a 146% increase in add to carts which leads to another case study that I think is quite helpful here. This is Test Protocol 1631. Again, we want to increase orders. It is uh, an old company that's famous for introducing the kettle bar to the fitness industry. And uh, the merchant here is a very, very savvy merchant who first brought that whole uh, device uh, to our attention in the United States. And look at the retail site that we're going to examine. You can see the top of the page and you can see the bottom of the page. Let's take a look at that carefully. That's category A. Let's look at category page B. I'm going to ask you to vote again. I can't tell you which one is best. So get ready. This is category page B. A lot of text there. And uh, and then there's the middle. Looks like testimonials. And then there's more. Uh, looks like more testimonials. Uh, or it looks like those might be articles. They are testimonials. and uh, And then... And then, uh, you know, you can see the two side by side. So there's version A and there's version B. Let me hear your vote. A, B, B, A, 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 B, A. I'm watching. Somebody voted B five times. Does that actually count? Uh, All right, I'm watching. Lots of your voting. Keep on voting. The audience is quite divided on this. Do you want to understand and see what the difference is? I really think the difference between these two pages underscores everything we're talking about. Something different is occurring in page B over page A. Now, you'll notice you can highlight the item on sort of version B, and then you get all this additional information. What does it produce? Well, version b produces a 61.2 percent increase now if you voted b then you're clearly a marketing genius or a lucky guesser you really can't tell which without running more experiments and i'm still trying to figure out the answer uh in uh with our optimization experts over here so here's the key think about your shoppers in two categories and design your pages so that the category pages themselves can appeal to either and you 'll be able to cover the widest level of motivation for incoming users. Let me summarize that for you and do we have some uh, further testing i 'm looking at my time we're getting very close all right and and uh, and then some live optimization coming. So stay with us because i 'm going to summarize these principles right now for you. In fact, you can see the key principles in front of you. I won't even read them. You're listening, many of you, but I've, I've said them already. And instead, I'm going to focus on live optimization. My staff has asked me to talk about the online testing training course. This is coming up, and you can get involved with that. And I don't have the information, but you can see the slide. Instead, I'm going to go straight to the live optimization of category pages with pages that you submitted. And I am looking now at Serenity Living. This is a category page. The objective... It's B2C furniture sales and the audience customers looking for modern furniture and we're seeing a category page here and I want to talk about one thing you're doing right. They may not have expressed it right. It may be too much text and it certainly has too long a paragraph, but mid-century furniture classics has information instead of just pictures with prices. It is making an effort to communicate value proposition and to provide clarity. Kudos for you in that effort. The danger that you have is that you don't have a headline, you have a title. A headline is a sentence, it communicates information, it has meaning, it has forward momentum. It actually converts interest into attention and drives someone deeper into the conversation, in this case the page. You have it in box form with a line which stops them, it's like a fence they have to climb over. You have no eye path through those long paragraphs in the form of bold text. So you should have a headline and a subheader, but even to the left of that is a purple and white headline box called Modern Classics. What does that mean? Is that something separate? Is that an ad for another site? It looks like somebody else's banner, yet it has product search. But we've all seen those searches which aren't really searches. They're just disguised ads. And when we slide our mouse over them or click, we find ourselves in somebody's uh, advertising trap. Is that what this is? Probably not. But the user can't tell because you've used primary space, your own space. In fact, upper left prime space on your site to make your site look like there's somebody else's ad there and drive them away. That's a mistake. Further, you have about us and order swatches and all of those other key pieces above the primary nav that they might need to achieve. When you could use those in bottom nav or in some other location and keep them aligned with the proper use of the category or even some sort of filtering system. Now we could talk more about this. You have learn more instead of buy now, which is interesting, but that wording needs to be changed. Learn more is probably the right wording because they don't see enough there to make the purchase. But are there further categories within this category? And is that what I'm seeing on the left? Because it doesn't make that clear. It says mid-century furniture classics and then it says lounge chairs, accent chairs, Dining tables, the word above it, however, is modern furniture. And so I don't understand the nav. In fact, the left is very confusing and is costing you. And people get trapped in either dead ends or what we call frustration loops, either one of which kills conversion. Much more could be said. I'm out of time to talk about this one. I'm trying to get as many as we can in the time that we have remaining. And so I move to the next slide. And it is, again, live optimization. And uh, let's go there. It is uh, NASCO and the objective is B2B sales and the audience janitorial managers. And you're looking at a category page. And this page also attempts to provide some context, uh, text background. Do not think that's a mistake. They're not on a catalog. They're on a website where there should be a dialogue. But once again, we have the word janitorial as some sort of, I think uh, perhaps category title, but it's a poor title and it's certainly not a headline. It should have a headline and a subheader. And then you see two paragraphs ran together with no space between them, so it actually looks like an error. What's more, the text is too small. The text has very little eye path other than those blue highlights. And we're not certain whether those are links or not because they might just be a way to bold or highlight text. I would make them blue underlying links if it is your intent to have them clicked upon. I would separate the paragraphs. I would shorten the paragraphs. I would add some bullets along with that header and subheader. And I would help them understand how to get the most out of this page. I would also say, even when I try to read it, there's not much that I can understand in terms of value proposition. And so the page is performing uh, far beneath its true potential. You might do well with the page because... The real impact on conversion isn't just the clarity of your value proposition, the reduction of anxiety or friction or the addition of incentive. It has to do with the motivation. That's the highest performing variable on this site. Someone coming here, highly motivated, will put up with the frustration to find what they need. But you lose the others. Let's go on. Third page. Let me see how my time is doing. Oh, goodness. We've got five minutes. We should get, what, 11 more pages in, Paul? Actually, Paul's asleep in the back now. I'm trying to be interesting. I read a book on speaking and I'm, I'm going to use a more dynamics or scream or something, Paul. Uh, but I, 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 I can't keep Paul awake. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I shouldn't say this to him because he has this whiteboard and he can make signs and he can write anything he wants on that whiteboard, which is not healthy when I'm trying to concentrate on my slides. I have, I have in front of me, Gypsy, Primary Objective B2C Sales. And you will see what we're trying to do here. There's a sort of classic category page, Attractively designed, and uh, it's under Shop All, and there is a way to narrow down or at least choose categories, and I suppose on my right, there are actual products. But it's hard to understand if I'm in a category. I assume Gypsy is the brand. I don't know if I am on the Shop All or if each one of those represent categories or if each one of those represent the main products within the category. There is a great lack of clarity as to what I'm looking at. Are those featured specials? There's no text. There's no conversation. And so I don't know how to absorb this and I'm left to make meaning on my own, which hurts your conversion rate. There's more I'd like to say, but this page needs a whole, a whole new effort to provide forward momentum rather than to stop me flat in a one-dimensional interaction where I try to figure out in my own internal monologue, not a dialogue with you, but a monologue, what I'm supposed to do here. Let's move on. I'm looking at one more page, and I've got the time to do it. And this page is plush beds. Part objective, B2C sales. All right, so it has latex mattresses. I'm assuming that's a category. Um, and uh, I think we're going to the website. Uh, It is botanical bliss collection. And I see 9 inch, 10 inch, and 12 inch. And I'm assuming that the customer knows immediately what we're talking about. Or is that 9 foot? I guess that's 9 foot, 10 foot, and 12 foot. Uh, That is not a very good title for the categories. It looks like the name of a product, or it looks like some sort of uh, uh, specification, but it's not clear how to distinguish that and make meaning of those square boxes. They look identical. Except the number goes up a little and the price goes up a lot. What's more, I don't know what learn more means. Is learn more a good button? Yes. But what are you going to show me now? Is this a three page, three piece? What am I going to? Why do I need to do that? What happens when I click there? I have no motivation whatsoever to click there. Learn more. I don't even know what it is I'm clicking on. And so if you look at the text above it, it doesn't tell me how to make sense of those numbers. It says global organic latex Standard certified organic latex. 100% Joma Wool. Those are not even sentences. Those are bullet points without the bullet points, without the horizontal sub-hierarchy and they're simply put side by side on a line. There's also no headline. There is only a sort of subtitle Botanical Bliss Collection and, and below it, Natural Bliss Collection. Hold that together, would you? Somebody please tell me the difference between Botanical Bliss Collection and Natural Bliss Collection. Am I going to rush out and quickly... Quickly click on natural bliss because, my God, I certainly don't want the botanical. I thought botanical was natural. I don't know what the difference is. And I don't think many of your shoppers do, even if they're somewhat familiar with your marketplace. I don't know how that even has anything to do with latex. And so I'm uh, perhaps less educated than one of your buyers, but I have a feeling that we have a problem with helping people understand how to make the most meaning out of this site and make choices. Remember, the job of a category page is to make easy the choices, or to make the choices easy. Either way, you're trying to achieve something that is about helping people choose. This page doesn't do that very well, and a lot of our category pages don't. So, there's more I'd like to do, but I am out of time. I want to thank you for uh, being with us today. Are you finding this helpful? It's a different clinic. One of the things that we've been doing is using a lot more of the case studies from our historic collection so you can see lots of not this, but this. Lots of examples. Do you like that part? Is that useful for you? Uh, tell us if, uh, if this is useful. And we're going to continue to bring you more and more meta-analysis of the patterns that we're discovering from these many, many years of research. And uh, I... Uh, I think that uh, what excites me is seeing a whole group of people that continue to study, adopt this information, that become evidence-based marketers who put the customer first with experimentation and who are sort of spreading that uh, marketing optimization message. Thank you for being with us. And if you found today helpful, tell someone about it. We appreciate it and we'll be back in about two weeks. Thank you for listening to this recording of a Marketing Experiments live web clinic. You can sign up to receive invites to future live web clinics, as well as receive access to $10 million worth of internet marketing research at marketingexperiments.com.